All right, and in three, two, one. All right. Terrible as usual. <laughs> that felt like almost a perfect clap. To you, sir, because on my end, you were a second late. Your face is a second late. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Yes, I am, Toe, and so let it be called. Let's do this. Well, first off, I think the most important thing is welcome back. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back in my chair. Yeah, it's, in the it's, office. It's great to have you back. But even more important than that, yes, I don't know if you're going to believe me, but I'm really close to finishing a tube of chapstick. Uh, you know what? I, I might need some some physical evidence of this. I don't know how to do that because I would have to roll up my chapstick and then sh- show you that I'm near the end and then it would fall off the little thing. Well, maybe I, maybe when you have it down and it's done, you can show me the uh, end result. I feel like it's like Sasquatch or a unicorn. Has anyone have actually finished a tube of chapstick ever? Like anybody? You know, my brother claims to have, but I haven't seen any physical proof, so... Yeah, well, I'm very excited to have you back, but um, but I'm more excited that I'm about to finish a tube of chapstick. I feel like the priority level right there is appropriate. Yeah, I do too. Okay, well, Tope, I do want to cover one quick thing before we get started, one quick item of business. Really? Yes. Um, okay, bring so it. I, yeah, I would like to say that Keith did a great job in my stead. Um, he did. I, I do want to bring one, two, two quick things to order, though. Number one, I don't think Keith understands that when he substitutes for me, he's not supposed to sit in my office. Um, <laughs> my chair wasn't back the way I have it. Um, he took my pencil cup, and um, he also took one of my pop figures, which I don't really appreciate, especially since you were in my office. And which one was that? It was the 8-bit 11 pop figure Ooh. from Stranger Things. That's one of your favorites. It is one of my favorites, that one in the Ego 11, but he took the 8-bit one. So now my collection is incomplete. Um, I don't think he'd think I would notice, but I did. And it's strange that he would take it since he has such a large pop collection. Anyway, the most important thing is he did a great job while I was gone. I really appreciate him uh, you know, taking on the additional responsibility. But um, please return those items to my office when you get a chance. <laughs> Especially the pencil, the pencil holder. The, the pencil cup I liked. I've had it for a long time. Yeah. Plus, it's got, it's got that picture of Snoopy on it. You're a big Snoopy fan. Love Snoopy, and you know my kids gave it to me, so he should return yeah. that. Come on, Keith, what's up? I, I feel like you would have known that I would have known. So, he, yeah, I, I wasn't aware he took those liberties in your absence. Yeah, I just I kind of find it weird. He's still, he sat in my office. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our agenda. We're going to kick things it. off with a familiar item, and that is top contributors. Top contributors. This has been a veritable whirlpool of activity over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, if not longer. It's it's been. Uh, it's just been a buzz. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Starting okay. with number 10, we have uh, Laura Thompson. Mm. In the number 9 spot, Vanessa York. Stepping up. In the 8 spot is Brisky Cawthon from Turn of Phrases. Brisky. She's yep. awesome. Number seven is Brian Shampoo. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that may be Shampoo's highest ranking so far. I think you're right. He's actually, he's done a steady climb. 
Yes, he has. Uh, and we've enjoyed his contributions. Most definitely. Number six, I think this is this guy's highest uh, ranking thus far. That's Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42 and the Podfix Network. Dude, Christopher DeVos is like another steady climber. Definitely yeah. top. Okay. And now we're going to get into the top five, Adam. Dun, dun, dun. And I will just say this. I'm going to give the top five. I'm just going to go through them. Okay. But it doesn't really tell the story. We're going to we're gonna tell the story of the top five. <laughs> True. After I give the rankings. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Because some of this is going to sound familiar, like it hasn't changed that much, but au contraire. <laughs> au contraire, mon frère. <laughs> yes. So in the number five spot, Jim Weir, the colonel. Jim Weir, man, has been... He, he actually helped with the elimination ball this week, so good on him. Yes, he did. He jumped in and carried some extra weight. Number yes. four is Luke Umshide. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> He's so funny. Love that guy. <laughs> Number three is Tiff. Oh, awesome. Number two is King of the Internet, Paul Chomo of the Varmints Paul Podcast and the Blazing Chomo. Caribou Network. Yes, sir. And number one, a man we just mentioned and who made quite a big deal about this position when he co-hosted in your place. Yeah. That would be Keith from the Pop-Up Filmcast. You know, I feel like that Keith happens to slide into number one right before we record every time. <laughs> well, Adam. Yes, sir. It's funny you would say that, actually. Oh, do tell. Yes. Remember I told you, those rankings don't really tell the story. Yes. There are many other stories to tell, and I'm going to tell them now. <laughs> so let's just start with Keith. Mm-hmm. He made such a big deal about being in the num- number one spot and holding that spot for three months straight. He mentioned it several times. Uh, yeah, as many times as he could. Well, as much as we would like, we have to record these episodes several days, sometimes as much as two weeks in advance of their release. Correct. And what you need to know is that literally the next day after we recorded, Keith fell out of the top out of the top spot. Oh! the plot thickens (laughs) yes at its worst he slid all the way to three oh my god for keith that's unheard of now you might say well gosh who took the number one spot yes that would be paul the king of the internet which shouldn't surprise you because he's held the top spot before and he stayed there for a while actually i feel like several times yeah yes uh i think tiff kind of went back and forth from the second and third spot Uh uh-huh but li- so so I made the list. I ma- I created the note, the itinerary, the agenda for our meeting, uh-huh. and right I checked it one more time right before we started recording, and Paul was overcome by Keith at the last minute. I can't believe it, and I also can believe it. <laughs> so literally, if we would recorded this episode, I don't know, three hours ago, wow, he would have been in second place and was just very recently in third place. <laughs> oh man it's heating it up so the fifth spot held by jim weir and jim's actually jim's actually been in the fifth spot for a while now yeah he's a steady contributor since we last recorded jim fell as low as seventh and chris devos actually was in the fifth spot for a while wow yes and then i think i was trying to remember who was in sixth it might have been um it might have been brisky or vanessa or laura uh-huh so anyway, I just want everybody to know there has been a ton of movement, even though what we just read, 
I mean, that's that's up to the very moment. Now, by the time this episode, everybody hears this, several days will have passed. I have no idea. We'll, we'll just see what happens. But I would anticipate a lot more movement even still. Yeah, and I'd like to give a special shout out to Tiff because I feel yes. like that Tiff, Brisky, Vanessa York have been uh, extremely welcoming to the new interns to the group. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time we have a new intern, they are right there with a clever joke or a welcome. Like, kudos to them. And I really want to go to Tip's house because she seems like she's going to cook some great food. I do as well. What a welcoming wagon. Okay, so the only other thing I'll say about the top contributors list is, is Luke Umshide in the number four spot. Given all of the activity and movement that I just described, uh-huh. Luke has remained the entire time in four. A steady contribution. And and let's point out, though, that moving into the top first, second, third through fifth, actually even tenth, it's not like it's like a couple of comments. Like there is a staggering amount of interaction in our group. Yes. By all means, thank you to everyone, not just the top ten, but everybody in the group. It's been fantastic. And, uh, you know, just last week was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really mean to do it. I kind of decided at the last minute, but we had a little GBI Super Bowl party in the group, and that was a blast. Oh, cool. I was working, so I didn't see any of it. I know. We missed you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. How about birthdays, Adam? Oh, man, birthdays are my favorite things. Yeah, so here you are, some February birthdays. Now, Adam, your birthday's in February, isn't it? My birthday's not in February. Are you serious? I'm 100% positive. Your birthday's not in February. It's actually still not in February. Huh. We have not yet hit my birthday month. That is so confusing. Okay, well, we'll keep trying. Okay. But here's people that definitely have birthdays in February. Let's start here. Uh, my sister, Anne, whose birthday mm. was on February 4th. Hi, Anne. And February 5th, this is not a birthday, but it is my 40th anniversary of me moving to Texas. <laughs> okay, congratulations, buddy. How about that? Yeah, that indeed. 1979 is when Tejas welcomed the Tove. <laughs> I like that. On February 11th, for the second time in less than five months, we're celebrating the birth of Jim Weir. Jim Ware is an international man of mystery. Yeah, so a while back he asked us to recognize his birthday, I think like at the end of October or something. <laughs> right, right. Well, his his birthday is also on February 11th. It's probably on March 13th too, but who knows? Yeah, probably so. Who knows? On the 27th of February is the birthday of Vlado from It's Not Rocket uh, Surgery. He's awesome. He is awesome. And on the 29th, Keith. Ah, Mr. MVP himself. However... This is not a leap year, so Keith doesn't get a birthday. So it sounds like it's a quick hit year. <laughs> <laughs> However, next year is a, is a leap year. And actually, Keith is 10 years old on the leap year calendar, which um, actually explains a lot. So sorry, Keith, no birthday, even though you think it's your birthday. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, Adam, guess what? We have another road trip audio diary. I love road trip audio diaries. Now, I think you and everyone else is aware of the ab- absurd arctic temperatures that we've seen in the uh, midwest and up the north. polar vortex yes so i'd like to bring you from trisha from two girls on the bench and the podvix network yes the f- the first of four parts this during this meeting of the arctic road trip audio diary <laughs> yes this is gonna be awesome hey it's trisha from two girls on a bench and this is the way i talk without yes. helium today I'm traveling, and I was reminded of Adam's latest trip because I, too, had to leave my house at 4 in the morning ah. um, in Denver on my way to Cincinnati. Oh, she's screwed. not sure how that works out, but that's what I'm doing. And um, I just have a question for cold-weather people. Why 
it's freezing outside. Is it like 95 degrees in the airplane and in the airport? I'm like shredding layers everywhere I go. Um, Not so much drama. Not yet. We'll see. Maybe I'll check back in. Bye. Oh, I hope she checks back in. I feel your pain. I feel your pain, even without the helium. She definitely checks in. We're actually going to hear from Trisha three more times during the meeting. Oh, this is great news. All right, how about some polls, Adam? I love polls. As you know, last week was the Super Bowl, so I thought I'd post uh, a poll about the Super Bowl. Perfect. And of course, the most obvious one is, who do you think is going to win? And so, 18 people, including you, Adam, guess the Patriots. Go Patriots! What's up for the sixth championship, baby? <laughs> Seven others, including me, took the Rams. And so you know what that means. I am on the majority side, my friend. A win <laughs> has occurred. <laughs> A win has occurred. Boy, has it ever. <laughs> By both the Patriots and me. <laughs> and you. Congratulations to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, what's interesting, Adam, is we ran the same poll back in September before the season started. Uh-huh. You and I both voted for the Rams along with Vlado. Wow. Would you believe that not one person took the Patriots? Yeah, I think that like I think it's just kind of a law of averages. People are not expecting a team to win that many Super Bowls. Even though they that would have been their ninth and eighteen years. Correct. They're appearing in half of the Super Bowls in a two decade period. <laughs> but but I mean as good as the Patriots are and they dominate the AFC and certainly their division every year, can you believe that not one person predicted that they would win? I, I bet this goes away when Tom Brady leaves. Of course. Yeah. Okay, next poll is regarding Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Keith posted this one. The, the uh, poll was Groundhog Day is five people voted. Uh, it's a movie. And Jim Weir actually <laughs> posted that one. <laughs> Three people, including you and me, voted that Groundhog Day is a shadow conspiracy group. Yeah, of course. Or, I'm sorry, a shadow group conspiracy. Yeah. Bob Haynes and Keith said it's inside work by the Daylight Savings League. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Yeah, that's not bad. Chris Osborne posted Groundhog Day is today? Question mark? Uh Uh-huh. And then Luke, he said that Groundhog Day is slaughtering day at the Sausage Factory. Wow. I don't think he's wrong. He's probably not wrong. I also don't think I understand that. (laughs) Uh, well, it is Luke. So there's that. That, that. That's a very good point. Okay, Adam. Perhaps you're familiar with the soup poll. I am indeed familiar with the soup poll. Well, as it often goes, I think you remember this got quite out of hand. Yes. This was our latest elimination poll, which was requested by me via text a few weeks or a couple months before that. I said, man, it's while the weather's cold, we should do a soup elimination poll. Of course, when someone requests a poll, Adam... You get a poll on the Gravity Beard Intern. And when you request a poll of Paul, you get... An elimination poll. An elimination poll, that's right. And so in the end, it came down to a duel by two soups that I like quite a bit, and that would be Lobster Bisque and New England Clam Chowder. Yes. And can I just say that I feel like that our our, our group is very interesting when it comes to polls because everyone seems to end up really dissatisfied but everyone votes all along the way so i'm really confused (laughs) as to how things keep happening that everyone's like man this is not what i wanted and yet somehow it always goes to the top right well you know listen 
I would say that the, the day was controversial and polarizing, but that just goes without saying. Yes, exactly. Everyone's always upset at the end of it. Maybe we right. should stop doing such polarizing polls. Well, I, I do think, and listen, I wasn't happy either for a lot of it. So I was among them. But, here, but what was interesting that is, it, for some reason, all of the, there was like four or five Asian soups out of the top 14 to start. I was just going to comment on this. And I, I don't dislike Asian soups. Now, I don't like all of them, but I, like wonton, if I go to an Asian restaurant, I get wonton soup. It's of delicious. Course. Yeah, or egg drop. But of the list of soups, I didn't think, like, they, no one voted on Asian soups for the first few days. And I was like, that's ridiculous. If an Asian soup wins, I'm shutting down the group and quitting the show. <laughs> Dude, I loved your comment. It's like, no, Luke, I'm sorry. I'm gunning for all your Asian soups. Well, and, I mean, how, I don't know how you gun for one of them, because all you can do is vote once. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so, like, it was such an empty threat. I know. But as soon as I started, as soon as I started like calling out the Asian soups, they started dropping like flies. Hey, but you know, the, let's make a quick point here because you're right. It feels completely helpless because all you can do is throw one vote. You get one vote in an elimination poll each day. That's it. That's all you get. Right. But at the same time, like a result is still gathered every single day. That's right. <laughs> your vote matters, people. That's I don't know how else to describe this. No matter how frustrating it feels until your dessert doesn't win, cheesecake, <laughs> then your vote still <laughs> matters. <laughs> I just think it's funny that that all of a sudden the illuminate the Asian the Asian soups just started getting knocked out one at a time. I I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> All right, so, so, let, so let's so let's do this. Make one last comment. Okay, yes. so with my work schedule, as you knew, and uh, you've been kind enough to explain, the only time I can check the Gravity Beard interns is when I'm rendering a file because my computer is rendered useless. Pun intended. Right. Thanks, Brisky. <laughs> right. Okay, so like I can only look during those times, and the only thing I saw for like three days was you gunning for Asian soups. <laughs> it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Well, I was serious. <laughs> and when occurred, I have a I had a Russian bear slash bunny level of seriousness about eliminating the Asian soups. I forgot to mention this Russian bear also joined the group. I uh, yes, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. He, he is, I, I thought about it. Yeah, damn. I have very mixed feelings about that. Uh, on one hand, I'm a little intrigued and mystified by Russian bear, and I, <laughs> I don't know if we should be excited or concerned that he's in the group. I think as long as we maintain a level head, everything will be fine. Well, as long as he um, he's distracted by, by Grandpa Frank and Grandma Lois. Yeah, they're doing us a real solid right now. <laughs> are they ever? Are they ever? Okay, well, with that aside, are you ready to find out the winner? I'm, I'm really excited about this, actually. Okay, so the official soup of the Gravity Beard interns is... Drum roll. New England Clam Chowder. I think you mispronounced that. It's New England Clam Chowder. <laughs> I absolutely did. Clam Chowder. <laughs> okay, I have two quick comments. Yes. Um, one of them being, I'm, I'm really disappointed that Lobster Bisque didn't win. Really? I love Lobster Bisque. I, um, I have had some amazing Lobster Bisques. 
um, over the last couple of years. And so I, it's one of my favorites. However, that being said, I'm actually very pleased. And that was my vote. I wanted uh, lobster bisque. My um, other, I'm really glad though that New England clam chowder won. I love New England clam chowder. Absolutely. All right. Well, Adam, the only yes. way that we can we can declare the official soup is if you give it the formal pronouncement. I hereby declare unto the Gravity Beard Interns Group the official soup, New England clam chowder. So let it be written. So let it be done. Excellent. Okay. How about another installment from the Arctic Road Trip Audio Diary by Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench? Yes, front lines of the polar vortex. Hey, Toph, it's Trisha. It's 7 in the morning in Ohio, which is 4 a.m. for me, and I'm off to work. Um, but apparently there's a wind chill advisory and a some sort of Arctic freeze, and it's like something like 4 degrees outside. I, I'm not understanding this, these words since I'm from <laughs> California, um, but... Uh, I think I might be a little bit cold today. Anyways, um, apparently this is record-breaking cold. I'm just saying I might be in a life-threatening polar plunge, and (laughs) that's just what I got from the news this morning. I thought it snowed here every year. Okay, I guess you're supposed to say Dunskis when you're done. Mm -hmm. I never did that before, so I'm going to do it now. Dunskis. Yeah, all right. So there you go. Dude, that's that's awesome. Now, I forgot I mean, to mention this earlier, but she just mentioned it herself. She's from Southern California where it's like 72 degrees every day. Yeah, so on that, Carrie sent me um, a message and she's like, it's negative 20 here. Oh my gosh. I sent her a screenshot of my weather. It was 80. Yeah, that's that's what the temperature was here in, in <laughs> Dallas today, was 80. Dude, all, Carrie's windows were frozen. Yeah, like my kids went to the park and got sweaty. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, Trisha, and we'll check back in with you a couple more times before the end of the meeting. Thanks for the updates, Trisha. This is exciting. It is exciting. Adam, how about we take a brief pause and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner? These are great. Let's do it. Stay tuned for more Platinum-level content right after this. accident with a sausage that wasn't your fault (laughs) we're here to help we are sausage lawyers for you (laughs) sausage litigation specialists sausage lawyers for you are britain's foremost sausage firm who work to get the compensation you deserve in a sausage related accident sausage skin split whilst cooking (laughs) penciled sausages past the sale by date (laughs) trapped over a sausage in a butcher's shop Call Sausage Lawyers for you. 018-800-8055. You keep 100% of the compensation. We don't need to take a sausage. A sausage spat fat hot at me well friend. Sausage Lawyers for you got me £4,500 compensation. I was disappointed by the number of sausages in a tin of Heinz, Biners and Beans. Sausage Lawyers for you got me 8000 750 pounds! Thank you, Sausages for You Lawyers! Call Sausage Lawyers for You at 018 800 8055 and keep all your sausage to yourself. Alright, welcome back to the show. 
I feel like that's a really important ad. We, we need to, I, I wrote down that number because I know I'm going to need them soon. So have you had any sausage-related mishaps? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? I mean, right, and I, I didn't have the number, so. All right, before we get back into our agenda, how about another update from the Arctic Road Trip Audio Diary? Ah, yes. Trisha, how are you? Hey there, it's Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench. This is still how I talk. Perfect, nice. thank you. I'm in Ohio still. I might be frozen. There's a polar <laughs> vortex today, and it's like the coldest day in the world. Apparently, there's icebergs and stuff, and they're setting train tracks on fire to keep them from freezing. That was metal. And the schools are closed, but I have to go to work. So I'm about to head outside, um, have scarves and hats, and... Um, Hopefully, I, I won't freeze. So, anyways, um, what's up with this? Okay, talk to you later. Dunskis? Yes. See, I can't even imagine what she's going through. Like, that kind of cold, I can't even fathom. Yeah, I can't either. I, I absolutely cannot get my head around that. No, it's too cold. Well, courage. Hashtag courage. Hashtag courage, and she's calling. She's documenting this journey. All right, Adam. Yes? I am very excited about the next item on our agenda. Okay. And this is the invention of Keith, who has picked up the baton, if only briefly, of the elimination poll. Yes. And this one is called the first annual Burt Reynolds Memorial Gravity Beard Run. Which is awesome. Yes. And I think it's inspired by the, the classic either 70s or 80s movie Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run, absolutely. I think this is one of the coolest things we've done in the GBI. Yes. The whole thing wraps up next week, and hopefully we can share the final results at our next meeting. But what I want to do is just real quickly announce what the car assignments were. Yeah, I like. I don't think I know who you got paired with. Well, here we go. And th- so I'm actually in car number one. Car number one huh? is the Bluesmobile. Oh, man, the best one to be in. Yeah, so that's a 1974 Dodge Monaco. It's a decommissioned Mount Prospect police car. And that will be occupied by myself and Casey Jones. So didn't that car get traded for a microphone? No, they traded the previous one for a microphone. The Cadillac yeah. got traded for a microphone. That's how they That's ended right. up with the, um, the Dodge Monaco. That's right. Police car. Car number two is a 1964 Lincoln Continental. That is the Deathmobile from the legendary comedy film Animal House. That's occupied by Bob Haynes and you, sir. Represent. What's up, Bob? We have a lot to talk about. Car number three is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. That will be piloted by the pi- <laughs> that will be piloted by the dynamic duo from Naples, Florida, Paul and Luke. Totally fitting. The number four car is the 1964 Aston Martin from the original James Bond films, occupied by Tiff Franks and Laura Thompson, our UK <laughs> contingency. Perfect. Very cool car. The fifth car is the 1972 Ford Econoline van, aka the Mystery Machine. <laughs> From the Scooby-Doo series. That will be occupied by two of our Chris's, Chris Osborne and Christopher DeVos. Oh, that's a perfect combination. I think so, too. The sixth car is the 1959 Cadillac Ambulance, the Ecto-1, the famous car from the Ghostbusters film. But, of course. It is no surprise that it'll be driven by Corey McCord, Science Team Science Face. His partner partner is Vlado from from It's Not Rocket (laughs) Surgery. That's a good pairing as well. Yeah. The number seven car is the 1979 Ford LTD Country Squire Station Wagon. Now, we all know it as the family truckster from the National Lampoon's Vacation movie. <laughs> there are four formidable females in the family truckster. Are you ready to hear oh. who they are? I can't wait. 
That'll be Sarah Stapleton, Carrie McGinnis, Vanessa York, and Leslie Morgan. Oh my God, that sounds like the party I want to attend. Seriously. I want to. <laughs> oh, no offense to Casey, but I want to abandon my car and be in the family trucks with those four. <laughs> I'll be right there with you, buddy. Okay, the eight car is the General Lee. I don't need to tell you what that is. Everyone knows. That's occupied by Jim Weir and Jeff Morrow. Oh, perfect. The number nine car, this is one of my favorites. That would be the Mutz Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Great car. Now, that's a 1984 Ford O'Connelline van. This is the vehicle that will be driven by Tori and Kelsey Jane. Oh, that is amazing. Isn't that great? Oh, perfect. The 10 car is the 1966 Ford Thunderbird convertible from Thelma and Louise. Not surprisingly, driven by Laverne and Shirley. And you also know them as Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench. Perfect. Perfect. The 11 car is the A-Team van, which is a 1983 GMC Vendura. And that'll be occupied by three guys that appeared on one of my favorite Gravity Beard episodes of all time, the Smorgasbord Tour. And that is Derek and Keith from the Pop-Up Filmcast, and they will be joined by Drew Mick from Headline Heroes. That sounds like a barrel of laughs the whole time. I would also like to be in that car. Yeah. The the number 12 car also is uh, one of my childhood fantasies. That's the 1966 Batmobile, which a lot of people don't know. I always thought it was a 1959 Chevrolet. It was not. That was actually a modified 1955 Lincoln Futura concept car. Really? Yes. Oh, I had that wrong. Yep, I did too. Now, it'll be piloted by my former college uh, roommate, Brad Cranford, and Scott Remfrey, who's in charge of jokes. Oh, that'd be a a barrel of laughs. This is another car, the 13 car that I... Man, this is one of my favorite cars in all of film and television. That's the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. That's right, the beautiful red Ferrari convertible from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, oh man, there are more seldom beautiful cars than that. I agree. Now, two very clever ladies from the GBI, Bonnie Chomo and Brisky from Turner Phrases, will be in that car. Oh, that's actually like kind of a heady car. I know, right? <laughs> I don't think intellectually I can keep up with that car. No, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're done. And the final vehicle, the number 14 car, is the Crystal Ship, which is the 1986 Fleetwood Bounder RV from Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's where you'll find Jerry Orn, Brian Shampoo, and Chris Birkenbein from A Dash of Science. Okay, I, I'm uh, just straight up astounded by the um, perfect pairing of both people and automobiles. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, what the thought that went into that is unrivaled. Yeah. So, from the mind of Keith, who's contributed many, many, many good things. Yeah, so, it's pretty brilliant, man. Keith, this is one of the coolest, funnest things. This pushes so many buttons of mine. I love cars. I love that movie that it was inspired by. I love competition. I love cross-country road trips. This whole thing just has so many elements that I'm fond of. So, well, yeah, and remember that you and I are not in the same car, so that's perfect because we don't really want to be together that long. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We just go to each other's throats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your face planters. All right. <laughs> exactly. Those are the competitors in the race. We are recording on the first day of the competition, so we don't have the latest update. The competition will actually be halfway over by the time you hear this, but you can follow along in the Gravity Beard Interns group on Facebook. In a couple weeks, we'll actually have Keith on a special episode to discuss the whole thing and, the, uh, and announce the conclusion. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right, so we're getting to the end of our meeting, and we're about to get to our hotline messages. But before we do that, why don't we hear the conclusion of our Arctic Road Trip Audio Diary? Oh, man, I hope she's okay, dude. I really hope she's okay. I do as well. 
Hi, Tove. It's Trisha from Two Girls on the Bench, and this is the way I talk after traveling for nine hours. Yep, perfect. And leaving the negative seven degree. Oh, my gosh. State of Ohio, diverting to Denver, and finally in L.A., trying to find my ride. Anyways, thus ends my attempt at copying the travel journal done so well by others before me. (laughs) (laughs) Night. Well, let me just say this. Just in terms of formatics alone, uh, Trisha, you did an excellent job. I mean, you know, I never once questioned who it was on the phone. No, no, no. She started off properly. This is how I talk. And she always ended it with a Dunskis. (laughs) Can I just say that, you know, she could have risked her life with, you know, maybe only one or two percent of battery left. And she called the hotline. That's right. That's right. Okay. We know that Luke has done that, but he made it. Looks like Trisha may have made it, but negative seven? Holy Mary. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And I, I want to give full credit to Jerry Orn, hashtag Road Warrior, mm-hmm. because he single-handedly invented the Road Trip Audio Diary. Yeah. And I think this is one of the cool things about our group. When somebody comes up with something with a really good idea, people jump on board, including yours. We've had multiple Road Trip Audio Diaries. It's a lot of fun, man. Like the the ideas in this group really like make you want to latch on to the idea. So yeah, thank you to Trisha and thank you, Adam, and um, thank you to Christopher DeVos for chronicling his trips to Target. The Target trip was awesome. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you to everyone for contributing your road trip audio diaries, and please continue. We love them. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, there's only one thing left to do, and that's uh, let's get to our hotline messages. Uh. <laughs> And Adam, <laughs> here's our first message. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, Chris? Now, what's up, Keith? Oh, so sad to hear that Adam's no longer coasting the show, but and the new guy sounds great. <laughs> this is Grandpa Frank. This is how I talk. Anyway, I'm just hanging out at Super Bowl Sunday. And I got Russian Bear, Russian Bunny. They're okay, coming okay. over. We're going to watch the big game. Your grandma Lois, her and her girlfriends are going to watch some kind of uh, documentary film about uh, Australian weather. I thunder down under. <laughs> they seem awfully gussied up to go out to a show. But uh, me and the boys going to enjoy commercials and touchdowns and Tom Brady. Woo! Yeah. Anyway. Keep it up. Keep putting out your board. Sorry, Adam. Bye-bye. <laughs> Grandpa Frank, thanks for calling in. <laughs> Grandpa Frank, really happy that he's entertaining Russian Bear and Bunny because that's that's a good way to keep them occupied. That is unbelievable that they become such fast friends. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, Grandpa Frank and, and Grandpa Lois seem extremely welcoming. Well, can I just say that if anybody's benefiting from it uh, more than anyone else, it's you. It is definitely me. And I would like to thank Grandpa uh, Frank and, and Grandma Lois for really kind of keeping them occupied since Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, they've been down there helping out around around the complex mm-hmm. uh, since since they stopped by for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They watch yeah, movies, you know, Die Hard, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? 
What? I'd really like to hear from Russian Bear firsthand to see how, how he's enjoyed his time down there. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll chime in. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, uh, Adam, how about yes. our next message? <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, yes, this is Jack Klugman <laughs> at Tierra del Fuego reporting for Breaking News. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Navy announced that after bombarding the Antarctic ice wall for over two weeks with elements from the 5th, 6th, and 7th fleets, uh, they broke through the wall only to discover a large lagoon with another ice wall on the far side. <laughs> the lagoon was loaded with ships, planes, corpses, pieces of corpses. The Navy reported that the bombardment of the newly discovered ice wall would begin next week in an effort to disprove the flat earth theory. <laughs> in an apparently related story, the Arts and Entertainment Network announced that they would be leaving the year immediately as 75% of their programming had to be canceled due to the solving of the Amelia Earhart disappearance the Bermuda Triangle Mysteries, and the location of several pieces of Jimmy Hoffa by the U.S. Navy. <laughs> the Flat Earth Society had no comment on these stories. <laughs> Back to you, Otter. Okay. I guess I have this to say. First of all, thank you for that news report. Yeah, that's a good report. And I just thought of something, Adam. Oh, yeah? I'm going to go ahead and say this online when really I should say it offline. Uh-huh. I think I figured out what's going on here. What's going on? I think Jim's gotten into a little bit of trouble and he's having to use an alias. Uh, I think you're right. But in spite of that, he's still leaving breaking news stories, which I really appreciate, but I think you're right. Well, I mean, listen, a veteran newsman is dedicated to his craft. <laughs> and no matter how much peril they find themselves in, they're going to they, deliver the news. They're going to deliver the news. Hey, wait a second. Okay, so we haven't heard much in the Russian bear camp and suddenly... Jim might be on the run. Ooh. Okay. Okay, well, we don't have time to sort this out. but It's a loose thread, but it's possible. But all that to say is, thanks, Jack, for the news report. We, we look forward to, to future stories. Thank you, Jack. Please call the hotline if you need any further information. Yes. If you have other news to report, Jack Klugman, our veteran news reporter, please call in whenever you need to. <laughs> Okay, Adam. Yes. <laughs> Let's listen to our next message. <laughs> Yo, Gravity Beard. This yes. is the Road Warrior. Yes. Or this is how I talk. Just okay. checking in. Uh, last week I was in Las Vegas for Shot Show. That's uh, the biggest gun convention on the planet. Oh, cool. Uh, lots of cool new gear to check out down there. But uh, this week. I just landed in St. Louis, and it is at two degrees. Oh, no. Uh, Jesus. And it will probably hit negative, I don't know, 20 by the time I get to Springfield, Illinois oh, um, this evening. Sucks. So, land in St. Louis, drive an hour and a half to Springfield, Illinois. I got an aquarium that we're working on up there, Ooh, and... Cool. Uh, yeah, I will check in if anything else eventful happens, uh, like maybe uh, a heater turning on. That would be eventful <laughs> when it's negative degrees outside. So I decided to come to the uh, heartland mid, uh, right in the middle of the coldest uh, week of the year so far. And why not? Why, why go to Hawaii? Why go fly somewhere nice and warm? When you can fly into negatives, uh, <laughs> negative degree Fahrenheit. Anyway, 
I will check in soon, early flight. Had to get up at 4.45. I feel uh, how Adam did. You know, I'm getting a little sick and hmm. and uh, getting up that early and all this travel wears on you. So I'm going to get a caffeine shot, maybe a little bit of Mountain Dew or something to push me through. So I will check in later. Keep it up. What is it? Dunsky? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Dude, he is awesome. I love that guy. I really hope that he his travels take him down to the South Florida region. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that it, it like maybe it's early next year or late this year, he's going to be in my area. Oh, wow. That's not yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you and your centrally located freaking state. I just want to highlight the courage of two of our interns as they've gone head into the polar vortex. They have gone into the polar vortex. They are not ashamed to use their, you know, they're not afraid to use their cell phone life to call our show. Who knows what perils they could be in the second they hang up. No well, and, and really I'm overlooking the third and that was, that was Jack Klugman who reported from what sounded like very frigid conditions. Right. Thank you, Jack. So we have a, a three-person crack news team that's covering the latest news. And well, I mean, that's a, that's a triangulation, if you ask me. And it certainly is. Special thanks to uh, Jerry for you know kind of breaking down his uh, the reason for his travels on the last episode. Yes, very cool. Yeah, that was very cool. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I was like, man, I really got to ask what he's doing. He's like, and for the record, <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, man. This is perfect. Yeah, we were wondering. <laughs> I was wondering. All right, Adam. How about our next message? I can't wait for our next message. Hello, Gravity Bear. This is Cookie Monster. Oh. And this is how I talk. Hey, Cookie Monster. I am calling in to regrettably inform you that Mr. Cookie Monster has put me on a diet. Oh. My cookies have turned to carrots. Oh. What? My cakes have turned to salads. And I am so disappointed. She is for Cookie. And it's no longer good enough for me. Oh. oh. Cookie Monster. So sad. Oh. <laughs> that is the most heartbreaking Cookie Monster message ever. I, seriously. <laughs> Dang it. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, Cookie wow. Monster. Cookie, cookie, C is for cookie. It's not for carrot or anything else. It's for cookie. No, C is for cookie. C is for cookie. And it is good enough for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let, let's just hold out some good thoughts for Cookie Monster and hope that he gets his cookies back very soon. Yeah, should we send thoughts and prayers? <laughs> yeah, yes, we should definitely send thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I think Cookie Monster's like, how about send cookies and milk? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. We don't want Carrot Monster. We want Cookie Monster. <laughs> right, nobody wants Carrot Monster. No one wants Carrot Monster. All right, here's our next message. Our next message. Good morning, Gravity Beards. Ooh, I know who this is. Ah, Bane. This is Bane, and this is how I talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am coming to you from a rainy railway station where I've just reviewed all of your chaotic postings. (laughs) What a lovely, lovely band of folks you are. Yes. Sometimes I don't need to do a thing to help the world burn. (laughs) How amusing it is to see that Jack Klugman is thought to be dead. The world is thought to be a sphere. 
and Batman is nowhere to be found while my top agents, Russian bear and dancing cats, infiltrate your glorious world. <laughs> what? Enjoy your peace, Batman, for it is almost time for me to take a vacation. Once me and Dick Cheney connect during this government shutdown, <laughs> I will find you, Paul Chobo, and congratulate you for your magnificent elimination polls. Oh, wow. I couldn't have done it better myself. Until next time, this is Bane, and this is how I talk. Man, okay, I don't know whether to be flattered or, like, terrified that a, you know, terrorist who wants to do nothing more than to see the world burn is complimenting the members of our group. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong in what he said, but geez. Yeah, um, I, it's kind of like Russian bear and Russian bunny. Like, I'm, I'm mystified by them, but it also makes me super nervous that they pay such close attention to what we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of a thing, man. I don't I don't really know how to feel about it. I mean, I'm just going to continue on as normal, but yeah, there's always in the back of my mind that eh, I might die. Yeah, for sure. Now, one thing to keep in mind is usually when we hear from Bane, we also hear from... Good old Batman. That's correct. So uh, hopefully... We only have two or three messages left. Hopefully one of them are from, from our vigilante friend. Come on, Batman. All right. Maybe it's this one. Hey, Gravity Beard. This is Chris from Podcast 42. Hey, Chris. And awesome. I'm calling in response to you guys wondering how many trips to Target I might make. <laughs> um, back nice. when... Uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, the money wasn't coming into the house uh, as much as it is now. We were quite a bit poorer, and with four kids, it was really tough to keep everybody Ouch. entertained. So what he used to do is we used to all pile into the car and go to Target. And then once we were in Target, I'd make up little fun games like find the most ridiculous priced red tag item you know the red tag items is the clearance items but if you look closely at the clearance tags sometimes they're only a penny off or sometimes uh we would play find the most ridiculous item to put in your kitchen so all the kids would run around yeah. target come back to the shopping cart find the most you know we would judge who had the most ridiculous item to put in your kitchen um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We'd come up with fun little games. We spent about That's an brilliant. hour or two in Target. That, that we wouldn't brilliant. buy anything because we were, we were dirt poor, but it got the kids out of the house. It made them happy. It was kind of our own little Target Disneyland. Oh, wow. And uh, it came to bite me later in the butt. Now that we have <laughs> a little bit more money, we're not rich, but, you know, we're doing better, and uh, the kids just want to all go to Target and hang out. I don't want to go to Target and hang out, but they think Target is the place to hang out now. So we still go to Target a lot. <laughs> bah. <laughs> I think what he meant to say was, peace. Peace. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I also have four children, so I, I feel your pain. And yeah there's definitely times when you've got to be resourceful and that is an amazingly creative and effective idea he came up with okay so i'd like to say that i feel that that idea is something far beyond my parenting ability um that's for sure same yeah like i wouldn't even thought about that and my brother did something similar where the they, they had a long road trip with the baby kind of like jerry orn baby you know road trip 
And uh, and they went into PetSmart and they looked at all the animals that they had in there. And they're like, oh, look, it's a zoo. <laughs> 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 and they're like, oh, cool. But yeah, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That, that's brilliant, Chris. That's the kind of idea that um, that my wife would come up with. She is super duper creative when it comes to entertaining the kids on the cheap. Dude, she's a legit superhero. Yeah, and that's something I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's our next message. <laughs> hey, Road Warrior here, and this is how I talk. Yes. Hey, Jerry. The worst part about traveling is having your flights delayed. Oh, my oh, gosh. So and true. on top of that, being sick. <laughs> so it's not bad enough to get sick when you're out of town and working, but then to be sick barely be able to get out of bed and it not even be your own bed and then get stuck on a plane then get delayed in vegas hopefully i get home before it starts but i doubt it at this point we're already an hour and a half delayed i will check in on probably the next trip because my head is all cloudy and i don't even want to be here anymore (laughs) (laughs) i just want to be home so I will check in later. There is nothing worse than traveling with a congested head, especially flying. Yeah, I bet. So if he has any of that kind of like thing going on, it's a miserable time. Yeah, it sounds like he's got some form of head cold. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Feel better. Hang in there, pal. And of course, man, especially given all that, he still called in and reported. Well, I mean, dude, you know, he could have used his last little bit of battery instead of calling the doctor. He called the gravity beard voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, man, travel safe, and I hope you feel yeah. better really soon. And thank you for um, for keeping us updated on your travels. We absolutely love it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Feel better. I feel your pain. Not right now, though. I'm not sick, so <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazingly failed attempt at, em- at empathy. Yeah, yeah, it really was a horrible. And what I meant to say was, feel better, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, we have just one message left. Come on, fingers crossed for Batman or Peter DeVilvis. <laughs> hey! In case you forgot, this is Batman. Hey, buddy. And this is how I talk. What's up, Batman? There's a reason you haven't heard from me lately. Why nobody's heard from me lately. It's because I've been going through some anger management classes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> for some reason, Commissioner Gordon doesn't like finding criminals hanging by their ankles. Hundreds of feet up in the air, <laughs> just hanging upside down, punched within an inch of their lives. That's understandable. Yeah. So he sent me for some anger management. It's this place over by the park. Really good doctor. You might want to check him out. He could do wonders for you. <laughs> his name is Hugo Strange. I can leave his number somewhere if you want to get in contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think me and him, we're about to have some really big breakthroughs. Yeah, it's Dr. Hugo Strange. Just in case you forgot, I'm Batman. (laughs) This is how I talk. And have a nice day. (laughs) Three cheers for Batman's breakthroughs. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm I'm, I'm glad that that he's self-aware and he's, you know, engaging engaging in some counseling. But I also like it that... uh, that he's willing to share with us practical advice and, and pass on a good referral. Yeah, I'm, I got to be honest, I'm a little taken aback by both of our uh, calls this week from Bane and Batman. Right. One's very complimentary, one's having some serious breakthroughs. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. He's he's making some progress. That's uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> man. Yeah, it's, hard, it's always hard to look in the mirror, but when you do, man, it's great. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, uh, he's dealing with his anger issues. I, I kind of feel like what's next maybe is like um, he calls in with some home improvement tips or <laughs> so maybe how to deal with some home reno stuff. Yeah, maybe he's seen seen some movies or television shows he'd like to recommend. Yeah, like a yeah movie review would be great. You know, we haven't got any. Um, Hacks from Sarah recently. Maybe Batman will take over hacks, life hacks. Yeah, Sarah, hack for that. Yeah, so it, I, I mean, this really, if you if you let your mind wander, this last call by Batman really opens up some things. I, I, I think that the possibilities are limitless. Yeah, I agree. Well, Adam, yes. that concludes this week's staff meeting. Oh, that's always such a bummer, man. <laughs> How about some credits before we go? Let's do it. Join us on Facebook by searching The Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Mm-hmm. Call us on the hotline if you'd like. That number is 32-1465-218 and 0. <laughs> Gravity Beard is the proud member of the Podfix Network. <laughs> to find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to thepodfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Please check out Adam on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis from Blazing Caribou Studios. You can also find me on another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. If you found this show, you know how to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner. can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Peace. Peace.